All right, Rabbi say good. So beautiful to start out the morning with a little bit of Ramchal. So special. All right, Rabbi say good morning. We have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Daf Chofches in Meseches Yuvamis. So we begin by thanking our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan. To thank Doctors Paul Zichron Levracha and Linda Weinberg for dedicating all the shiurim and drushos this month, the commemoration of the 36th yard site of their son Mordechai Yoshua, Ben Peretz Moshe Zichron Levracha and Leah Miriam. We thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the shiurim and drushos this month in the Schus of Rafu Shalima for Kathy's sister Donna Baker Matson. We thank Stephen Tarizin for dedicating all the shiurim and drushos this month. With gratitude to Hashem. As they welcome their third grandchild, Bunim Tzvi Hirsch. We thank Naftali Tilson, our Talmud Torah sponsor, with thanks to his good friend, Binyamin Benjamin Wall, and a thank you to the entire show. Wishing everyone a Chak Kasher B'Sameach. Mostly we thank all of our sponsors, all of the Neshamish and Aliyah, and the feelings of gratitude and Achtos and friendship and Chavrashach should increase. And with both of that, let us begin. Today's Daf 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 Chav Ches. A lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. We are picking up on Chav Zayin Mbeis, and we left off, let's pick up Virav Leslie High Svara, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, so remember again, we actually left off in, in what I thought was a really fascinating sugya. So remember again, just very quickly, we had a, a, sta- a statement in the name of Rav, Rav, who just said the name of Rav, the following case. Beis Achayos Yevamos, here was the case. Two sisters, right? It was the case we were dealing with the most of yesterday, right? So Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters. There's a third brother, Levi. Levi's not married. Let's assume right now Levi's single. So what happens? So what happens? Reuven and Shimon pass away. Reuven and Shimon pass away. So now, these two achayos, these two sisters fall before Levi for Yibom. So, the, so Rav's statement was like this. Okay. So remember again, he came to Yibom. Obviously, right? Achos zikukaso. That was the primary case we've been dealing with up on this entire time. Achos zikukaso. So came to Yibom. So he has to do chalitza. Okay. So again, he could do chalitza with Rachel. Do chalitza with Leah. Fine. What happens if one of them dies? Rachel or Leah dies? So both says, remember again, Rav himself said, if one of them dies, then what? Then what? Yibum is possible. Yibum is possible. And Rav said it's either one who dies. Now, obviously, in the case where what we'll call Leah, the second wife dies, the second Yavama dies, it's even, it's even better. I don't mean, you understand how I mean it. Right? It's even better in terms of what? Because remember again, Rachel, the first wife, but when she first fell into the Yibum pool, she was permitted because she was the only one. Then Leah came along, prohibited her from Yibum. If Leah dies, Rachel simply returns to her previously permitted Yibum state. But according to Rav, even if Rachel dies, even if Rachel dies, Leah becomes permitted in Yibum. Rabbi Yochanan came along and said, Mm-mm, I agree with you regarding Rachel, disagree with you regarding Leah. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan will say like this, your Yibum eligibility is determined when? Determined when? At the moment you fall into the Yibum pool. So therefore, again, says Rabbi Yochanan, Rachel, when she fell into the Yibum pool, she was permitted. She was permitted, right? Because remember again, Leah wasn't in the picture. I, she subsequently becomes prohibited when Leah becomes eligible for Yibum. But if Leah dies, Rachel returns back to her previous eligibility. But Leah was never eligible. Right? Leah was never eligible. Because Lamaisa, the moment that Leah fell to the Yibam pool, who else was in the pool? Right? Everybody in the pool. Who else was in the pool? Right? Rachel was in the pool also, her sister. So Leah was never eligible. 
Therefore, even if Rachel dies, Leah still remains in a state of ineligibility. So we'll say, this is the fundamental machlokas, Rav and Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan essentially says, if you weren't eligible from the beginning, you can never become eligible. But if you were eligible, became, is it in, ineligible, right? Not diseligible. Ineligible. Ineligible, and then subsequently become eligible, you're good to go. So the Gemara says, well, that's, that's my locus. The Rav, Leslie High Svara, but does Rav not agree with Rabbi Yochanan? But yet, Rav said, any woman who at the time, Rav says, Shas Nefila, Bishas Nefila means the moment she becomes eligible for Yibum, if you can't apply the Pasik, Yivama Yavo Aleha, which means at the moment she becomes eligible, if she can't perform Yibum, Ultimately, again, she becomes just like Ashes Achshi Yeshlabanim. She becomes just like a brother's wife who has children, i.e., she remains permanently Aser. So the Gemara says, Honey, me the Hecha de Kaiba Apa Iser Achos Isha Daraisa. Let's read again of a Halcha, Zeka de Rabbanonhi. Here's the difference, says the Gemara. Rav will agree with that when? When there's an Isser Daraisa. The boss say, What would be a good case of an Isser Daraisa? Simple case. Let's say Ruben Shimon and Levi are married to three sisters, right? Rachel, Leah, and Bilhah. And now Reuven and Shimon die. The Reuven and Shimon die. Ultimately, again, and now Rachel and Leah fall to Levi. What's that, Lacha? What's that, Lacha? Everyone's fundamentally ineligible. Why? Achos Ishto, wife's sister. In that case, where the ineligibility is a result of, the, of a Daraisa, Rav will agree, once you're ineligible, you're always ineligible. However, what are we dealing with over here, The concept, and this is very important, the concept of achos zikukaso, the concept of two sisters, right? The, the sister of your zikuka, which is this case, right? Remember again, Reuben and Shimon pass away. Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah fall to Levi. I will say, midda oraisa, is Levi allowed to do yibam with one of these women? But he can't do yibam with both of these women because then he's married to two sisters. But can he do yibum with either one of these women who he chooses? Midaraisa? The answer is yes. Drabanan came along and said, Yesh Zega, right? There's a quasi marital bond to the women with whom you are waiting to do yibum. And because they're sisters, the problem is rabbinically, if you were to do yibum with any one of them, rabbinically, it's like marrying a woman and her sister. Because, think about it this way. If he does Yibam with Rachel, so he's married to her, but yet he has a marital bond to Leah. So I will say, this is the Rabbanon. So Rav will say, when it's a rabbinic ineligibility, I don't view that as a fundamental ineligibility. So if the rabbinic ineligibility is removed, is removed, for example, one of them dies, then Yibam becomes permitted. It's only when there's a biblical ineligibility that Allah, if you have that biblical ineligibility at the moment you be faulty Yibum, that ineligibility remains. Says the Gemara, these are Mishnah, four brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. And ultimately, again, so we'll say, so four brothers married to two, two of them married to two sisters, and the two brothers married to the two, so we'll call them Reuben and Shimon, die. So we'll say, what's Ta'alacha? Ultimately, again, the widows, you have to do Chalitza no Yibam. It's our Mishnah. Va'amai, why? Leiku chaminei lachlos la lishniya, v'tehevi rishon elagabe iduch kiyavama shehotra. 
v'neesra v'chazra v'hutra taxra lehetera harishona. Ultimately, we'll say, why, why is that? Why not just go ahead and have one of the brothers do chalitza, and then the other brother is permitted to do yibum with the remaining wife? In other words, once there's chalitza, once there's chalitza, ultimately again, then one of the women is out of the, one of the sisters is out of the picture, and therefore yibum should become permitted with the remaining widow. Because Rav just said the only time that ineligibility remains permanent is when when it is inel- biblical inel- ineligibility. But all of this is dirabanan, achos zikukaso. So just go ahead and do chalis with one of the widows, take her out of the picture, the other one should be eligible. Amalei, achayos, eniodem mishnah. This is why Rav said, I don't know who the author of this mishnah is. Because in Achinami, according to Rav, it doesn't make sense. According to Rav, the only type of ineligibility which remains permanent is that which is of a biblical nature. But which again is dirabanan. Remember again, I just I just want to be clear, I want to clarify this point, which is that the case we have been focused on of achos zikukaso, two sisters, and an inability for a surviving brother to do yibum with either one of them, that is a din dirabanan. Right, remember again, Midda Oraisa, in our case, Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters. They die. Both women fall to Levi. Midda Oraisa, Levi should be able to do Yibam with one of them. Not both of them, obviously, because he can't be married to two sisters, but one of them. Why can't he do Yibam? There's two rabbinic concepts at play over here. Number one, Yesh Zika. Right, that's number one. There's Zika. What does Zika do? What does Zika do? He's maritally connected. No, not married but maritally connected to both of these women. Well, once that happens, Yibum becomes prohibited because now the problem is if he does Yibum with either one of them, he's going to be married to one and maritally connected to another. And you can't do that because that's having a marital bond to two sisters. That's what's at play over here. So Rabbi Yochanan is therefore saying, well, if that's how you fell into the Yibum pool, you are permanently disqualified. Rav says, no. The only time there's a permanent disqualification is when your ineligibility is biblical, is daraisa. But in these cases, your ineligibility is dirabanan. And therefore what? If the ineligibility is removed, how could the ineligibility be removed? How? Someone dies. That's the easiest way, right? Someone dies. Right, someone dies, although the Gemara says not even someone dies, even if someone does chalitza with one of them, just get someone out of the picture. But for sure, if someone dies, they should be eligible. That, that's, that's the Machlokis, Rav, and Rabbi Yochanan. And that's why Rav says the truth is the Mishnah doesn't really make sense to me. I don't understand who the author was because Lemaisa, there is an easy remedy in the Mishnah, just do chalitza, just do chalitza, remove one of the women, and then this, the remaining brother should be able to go ahead and do yibum. Incredible. Valei Malei. Why doesn't he just answer, my cholzos, nami diktani, cholzos chada? Maybe Rav could say that when the Mishnah says cholzos, cholzos just means you do chalitza with one of the women, to which the Gemara says cholzos katani. The problem is cholzos is plural, and plural means you have to do chalitza with both women. I have a my cholzos, my cholzos, cholzos da'alma. I maybe you just talk about chalitza in a general sense. Hare elu katani. It says these women, i.e. Rachel and the two sisters, both have to do chalitza. I believe with the chalitzle, just trying to reconcile the wording of the Mishnah with Rav. Falema, the chalitzle, the Rishona Bereisha. I maybe it just means that Allah Chalamaisa, you do chalitza with the first one first. 
Chotzos, ultimately again lechatchila katani top of chavchas. Rabbi says chotzos, chotzos. Rabbi says the lashon of chotzos v'lomisiamus means that Allah of the Mishnah is telling me there is no other option to deal with these women other than chalitza. I v'leimulei gzera dilma kadim v'chalas v'yishana bereisha v'lomisiademes. Well, so we've seen these concepts before. Say that maybe the gzera is that Allah of Maybe you're going to end up doing chalitza with the first one and ultimately not end up doing yibum. Rashi says, in, Rashi, look at Rashi. Gzera dilma kadim v'chalas v'yishana bereisha. So according to Rav, the easy way to remedy the case of the Mishnah is to chalitza with the second wife. Now, Bosai, now why, why, we'll, call her, we'll call her Leah. Now, in the case of the two brothers married to the two sisters, where the two brothers die, why is it ideal to do chalitza with the second wife? Why? Think about this. Why? Because remember, she was always ineligible. Right? From the moment, because remember again, from the moment that Leah fell into the Yimbum pool, who was already there? Rachel. So therefore, the, according to Rav, the easiest way to, to take care of this is just do chalitza with Leah, and then Rachel, who was permitted, now what? Now what? Becomes permitted again. Just go ahead and do that. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, V'lo misyavemes katan. I'm sorry, G'zeira dilma kadim v'chalitza v'rishon l'bereisha, V'lo, I'm sorry, v'chalitza v'rishon l'bereisha. So maybe, halacha ma'isa, we're concerned that halacha ma'isa, what's going to happen? Maybe we're concerned that someone's going to do chalitza with Rachel, the first wife, and end up doing Gibom with Leah. And again, Gibom with Leah, even according to Rav, is not an ideal. To which the Gemara says, Lomis Yavemes Katani. The Mishnah says, Lomis Yavemes. So we'll say, Lomis Yavemes means no Yibum, no time, under no circumstances. To which the Gemara says, Deleka Din Yibum Klal. Deleka Din Yibum, sorry. Ha, sorry, Deleka din yibum hacha klal. The leimalek zeir shemi yomos. I maybe there's a concern that lamaisa one of the brothers will die. Vaslevatel mitzas yavmin, and then ultimately again we don't want to create a situation where you will negate the mitzvah of yibum. Rabbi Yochanan the misa lachayish. Rabbi Yochanan is not choshesh for misa. The leimalek Rabbi Lazar he da'amar kevan shamdal of shas achas beiser neesra alav olamis. We'll say maybe the mission reflects the view of Rabbi Lazar. And Rabbi Lazar, as we'll see in the safe of the Mishnah holds, that Allah saw, once you enter into the Yibam pool, in a Shas Isser, in other words, once you're Asr to do Yibam, ultimately again, that Isser remains on you forever. It cannot be removed, to which the Gemara says, Kevan Sha'am, I'm sorry, be the safer, thank you, be the safer Rabbi Lazar, Reisha Lav Rabbi Lazar. From the fact that Rabbi is quoted by name in the Seifa, that tells us that ultimately the Reisha is not Reb Elazar. The name of the Hu, Tinafa Bavasachas, maybe it was here, oh, this is interesting. Maybe the reason why the Mishnah mandates, so say, oh, oh, just understand, we're just trying to figure out, we're just trying to figure out why isn't there a remedy in the Mishnah? In other words, that halacha lemaisa, the Mishnah says in this case, the Mishnah frames it as four brothers, right? Four brothers, two of whom married to two sisters, two brothers, Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, die, their widows fall to the other brothers, Rachel and Leah. So the Mishnah said, Chotzos for Lomas Yavos. They have to chalitza, they can't do Yibam. Tush the Gemara says, the Mishnah is trying to figure out why. In other words, you, you could come up with scenarios where Yibam would be permitted. According to Rabbi Yochan, a little bit more difficult, but according to Rav, much less difficult. We're just going through the possibilities. To which the words, Ah, oh, very interesting. Maybe the problem in our Mishnah is that what? Reuven and Shimon died at the same time. 
And I'll both say, what's the problem if Reuben and Shimon died at the same time? See, our whole discussion over here is predicated on one wife being first, one wife being second. The first wife being first had a window of yibum permissibility. The second wife did not. Well, maybe the case is they died at the same time. So because they died at the same time, ultimately, again, both women have to be treated as suffolk, and therefore only chalitza is possible, not yibum. Rabbi And again, our Mishra Flatsilvi, Rabbi Lili, because Rabbi Yosei Lili says it is possible to be precise. It is possible to be exact. To which the Gemara says, Ultimately, I will say generally, Stam Mishnah does not reflect the view of Rabbi Yosef Lili. Maybe we'll say we don't know. Ultimately, again, who came into the Yibum pool first? Ultimately, we'll say that's why the Mishnah says, if Halach Alamaisa, one of the brothers, so again, the Psak of the Mishnah is, you have to chalitza, you can't do yibum. If that's the case, this is why the Mishnah says, so if maybe we're talking about a case where halacha la we don't know which sister or which, bro- which brother died first, which became eligible first. If that's the case, then when the Mishnah says, kidmu vikinsu yotziu, then halacha la if one of the brothers went ahead and did yibum with one of the women, he has to divorce her. Bishlama, so let's, let's analyze this. Bishlama, rishona aminale, man so I understand ultimately again why the first brother, if he does yibum, ultimately again we'd make him force his wife, divorce his wife, because we tell him who permitted you to do this. Elishniya Amar, but the second brother could always say Chavroi Shniya Yibam. The second brother could always say, "Oh, my brother, he did yibum with the second wife, Anna Rishon Miabim, but I did yibum with the first wife." And ultimately, again, the yibum with the first wife, halacha l'maisa, could be technically permitted. Because remember, again, once ultimately, again, yibum is done with the second wife, so to speak, she's out of the picture. In which case, one can make the argument that the first wife returned to her previously permitted state. This is why Rav says, Achayos enu yodea mi shinan. Ultimately, again, this is, why, this is why Rav said, I don't know who the author of this Mishnah is. Because according to Rav, it's hard to understand the Mishnah because the Mishnah makes it sound like there's no possibility of Yibum. But according to Rav's position, there should be possibilities of Yibum. Again, it could be that more often than not, the, the way to approach it will be Chalitza. But Lamaisa, there are absolutely possibilities of Yibum in this scenario. So I'll say, so we'll read a little bit back to then I'll show you the Rambam. Tanan. Actually, before we get to this, let, let me read this to you. So the, this is the Rambam, this is the Rambam, in Hilchos Yibum Vechalitza, Perek Zayin. Perek Zayin. So listen to this. Meis Echam in Aachen, V'nafla Ishtoli Yibum, V'achar Kach Meis Sheini, V'nafla Ishtoli Yibum, Shi'achos Harishon of Arishten Kayamos. So the Rambam, this is the case of our Mishnah. Reuven and Shimon, again, it's actually a straightforward case. Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, third brother, Levi, not married to another one of the sisters, okay? Now what happens? Reuven dies, his wife Rachel falls for Yibum. Shimon dies, his wife Leah falls for Yibum. What's Talacha says the Rambam? So we'll say, we paskin, then Levi has only one option. What's his option? Chalitza. Again, let's go through why. Number one, why? 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 
Yesh Zika, excellent, therefore marital bond to both of them, and therefore what? Yibum becomes impossible. Why? Because let's play this out. If he does Yibum with one of the women, what effectively happens? What effectively happens? He's married to one sister and has a marital bond to another sister. And that's problematic. Okay, good. So that's the Rama Paskins. Now, watch this. What about our case? That was Perek Zayin Halacha Gimel. This is now Perek Zayin Halacha Dalid. So, let's play this out. Achrona, the second Yavama, the second, we'll call her wife, the second widow dies. Who's the second widow? That's Leah. Right? Leah dies. Chazra Harishona Lehetera Vicholetzes Omisyavemes. Wow. Rabban Paskins like Rav. Rabban Paskins like Rav. When Leah dies, when Leah dies, ultimately again, Rachel becomes permitted again. See, I'll say that's the again is very important, right? Because remember again, Rachel was permitted in Yibum, right? Then she becomes Asura when? When? When Leah comes into the pool. If Leah dies, Rachel once again becomes permitted. Mesaharishona, but what happens if Rachel dies? For wife, right? We don't number one. What happens if we don't number one dies? Mesaharishona, Hari Achrona, Beisura Omedes, Vicholetes, Velo Mesiabemes. Draman Paskins, however, Halachala Maisa, if Leah dies, if Leah, I'm sorry, if Rachel dies, ultimately Leah remains prohibited for Yibam and only Chalitza. Why? Here we go. Shahari lo haisa reuya liyibam bishas nifilasa. But see, this is how the Paskins. Because halachal in order to be eligible for Yibam, at the moment you fall for Yibam, you have to be completely biblically and rabbinically eligible. Right? In other words, if, the, if, you were, if you were ineligible on any level at the moment you fell into the Yibam pool, that ineligibility remains. It remains. So it's a little bit of a hybrid mouth to Rama Paskins. He's Paskins like Rav and like Rabbi Yochanan. So who was eligible and then became ineligible if Leah dies, ultimately again, she becomes eligible again. But Leah, who was ineligible from the beginning, albeit rabbinically, right? Even if Rachel dies afterwards, still there's no option with Yibum for her. Therefore, again, the Chaynim Kadam, Achamina Achan, the Chalas Lachrona, Hutra Harishon, the Shara Achin, Shara Zika, Shasrosa, Sir Achab Chazam. Most of this and this, this last case we just read in the Rambam. Therefore, the Rambam takes one step further. Most of this is literally the case we just read. Let's watch this. Watch this. What happens? Same case. If, let's say there are four, let's go with four brothers. Right? So the fourth brother, we'll call him Yehuda. Right? So Yehuda came along, and what did he do? Yehuda did Chalitza with Leah. Yehuda did Chalitza with Leah. If Yehuda did Chalitza with Leah, then what? Rachel becomes permitted again. It's the same idea. So whether you do Chalitza with Leah or Leah dies, essentially, once Leah is out of the picture, then what? Rachel once again becomes permitted in Yibum. So again, I will say that's how the Rabban Paskins effectively like Rav, just adding in here what the Gemara just said, that it's not just the death of Leah that once again permits Rachel in Yibum, but ultimately, again, the removal of Leah, either through death or ultimately through Chalitza. Incredible. So I will say, so Yesh Seika, if you come into the Yibum pool and you are ineligible from the moment you came in, whether biblically or rabbinically, that ineligibility precludes you for Yibum forever. But ultimately, again, if you were eligible, then became ineligible, but then ultimately became eligible again, Yibum once again becomes permitted. Incredible. Well, so let's go weiter. Says the Gemara, Tanan, Haisa Achas Menasura Allah Echad Isra Erva. Listen to this. 
if one of the sisters was prohibited to the brothers, to one of the brothers as an Isra Erva, Asr Ba Umutra Ba'achosa. So I'll say, so remember, remember how this works. Let's say again the two cases. Let's say, right, Ruven, Ruven and Shimon die, and they're married to two sisters. Married to two sisters. But it happens to be that, that one of the sisters, we'll call it Rachel, is Levi's mother-in-law. Right? It's Levi's mother-in-law. Okay, whatever. Complicated family. Right? Levi's mother-in-law. So I'll say, so now, remember again, mother-in-law is an erva. Mother-in-law is an erva. Remember again, I'll say, what's Talacha? What's Talacha? An erva essentially is removed from the Yibum pool in totality. Because of that, the erva doesn't have an impact on the other women in the pool. Now, I'll say, don't get confused about this. <laughs> it's a little late for that. Right, right, but, also, right, but listen to this. What, what I want to point out is, remember, an erva has an impact on the other wives. In which case? In which case? When they're all the wives of the same man. Right? That's our first Mishnah. That's all right. Dr. Langbaum and I were discussing this after Mincha yesterday. Hey, so, say, so ultimately, again, if a man, right, if one man is married to two women and one of those women is an erva to the other brother, the erva wife has an impact on the other. This case is different because remember, in this case over here, Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, right? Both of them die. They both fall in Yibum to Levi. One of those women happens to be an erva to Levi. We'll call her Rachel as Levi's mother-in-law. So the halacha is also what the Gemara saying over here is because of that, we don't, in other words, Rachel only are sisters, but also Rachel's also an erva to Levi. Well, once Rachel's an erva to Levi, she's totally out of the pool, right? She, she's not shayach to, she's not shayach to Yibum. Once she's not shayach to Yibum, she does not have a negative Yibum effect on the other wife, on Leah. So that's what it's saying. If Rachel was an erva ultimately to Levi, Aserba, Obviously, Levi can't go ahead and do Yibum with her, but Levi can do Yibum with her sister. But ultimately, the second brother is going to be Asr and both of them. Right? So we'll say, if there's a fourth brother, Yehuda, Yehuda can't do Yibum with either of them. Now, why can't Yehuda do Yibum with either of them? Because this goes back to the regular case, Achos Zikukaso. Because remember, by Yehuda, there's no erva. You just have two sisters, a rabbinic issue of doing Yibum, of Achos Zikukaso. It's incredible. So what's the case? What's the case? If we're talking about where Rachel whose lady's mother-in-law fell into the Yibum pool first. Why don't we just go ahead and say that ultimately, again, let Levi go ahead and do Yibum. Ultimately, again, with Leah, with Leah, the second wife. And therefore, let Rachel, whose lady's mother-in-law, but unrelated ultimately to Yehuda, to the fourth brother, let him be, let her be like a woman who was permitted, became prohibited, and then subsequently became permitted again, in which case Yibam is permitted. Oh, because what's the case? Very simple. The case is where Leah became the widow first. She fell into the Yibam, Yibam pool first, and therefore Allah said that calculation won't work. So we'll say the takeaway, again, I'm trying to give you the takeaways from each of these. The takeaway from this case, Rabosai, is that in the case of the sisters that fall to the surviving brothers, if one of those sisters is an erva to the surviving brother, she's removed from the pool. If she's removed from the pool, 
then she does not generate a problem of achos zikukaso. So ultimately, again, she's viewed as if she's not even in the Yibam pool at all. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, the surviving brother, would be able to do Yibam, Levi would be able to do Yibam with the widow to whom he is not related, to the widow with whom is not an erva to him. Pretty incredible. Rabbi Lazar Rishami Omrim. So we'll say, remember again, Rabbi Lazar said in the Mishnah that Allah Chalamaisa Bishamai said that if, one, if the brothers went ahead and married one of these women, that Allah Chalamaisa, they don't have to divorce her. So the Gemara said, Rabbi Lazar, Bishamai, Om Yakimu, O Besila, Om Yotziu, Besila says you have to divorce. Rabbi Shimon, Om Yakimu, Rabbi Shimon says you could keep them. In other words, Allah Chalamaisa, if they married, you could keep the marriage. Abishal Omer, Kal Hayalahem, Lebesila, Bedavazah. Ultimately, again, Beisila were mekel. Shebeishamai omer miotziu. Beishamai says that Allah chalamaisa. You have to divorce. O Beisila omer miyakaimu. Beisila says you could keep them. You could keep married. Rabbi Shimon Kiman. What does Hadith Rabbi Shimon hold like? Iki Beishamai and Rabbi Lazar. If he was like Beishamai, then he's saying the same thing as Rabbi Lazar. Iki Beisila hain Abishol. And if it's like Beisila, then he's following Abishol. Holy comer. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Shimon is actually saying something fundamentally different. Lo nechel ko Beishamai sel b'davarzeh. But Rabbi Shimon is saying that Allah Chalamaisa Beisila and Beishamai don't argue. And both of them agree that although the brothers are not supposed to do yibum, if they did do yibum, ultimately they could remain married. So I will say, so just a machlokis over here on attribution of positions and the position of Reb Shimon. So I will say, so again, the goal over here is just keep in mind the takeaways that we're getting from each segment over here. That last piece was just about attribution in the Mishnah. Good. Weiter. Haisa achas man. So I will say this next statement in the Mishnah. Was listen to this. Listen to this case. So we'll say now. Watch this. Same case, right? Four brothers. Two of them married to two sisters. Reuven and Shimon married to Rachel and Leah. Reuven and Shimon die. Rachel and Leah now now fall to Levi and Yehuda. So imagine the following situation. Rachel is an erva to Levi, but not an erva to Yehuda. And Leah is an erva to Yehuda, but not an erva to Levi. So I will say, this is a good case. What can you do? So what do we just say? When a woman is an erva, what's her, what's her place in the Yibam pool? She's out of the Yibam pool. So it's actually an easier case, because in this case, so what do we say? That the truth is technically, so, so Levi could do Yibam with, with a woman who's not an erva to him, and Yehuda could do Yibum with the woman who's not an erva to him. So the Gemara says, Ha Tanina Khadazin, we already learned this one time. We already learned this before. Achose Kishi Yivimta, Ochobasis of Musyavanas. So we already learned this. Allah is a case of a sister who's a Yivama, does Khalitza or does Yibum. We're to learn this case. You need it, I'll tell you why. So all the Gemara is pointing out is we've already learned this principle before. That Allah Lamaisa, when a woman is in Erva, she is considered to be out of the Yibum pool. And therefore does not complicate Yibum for the other women. We already learned this once. To which the Gemara says, it's necessary to state it again. Why? You might have thought only in the previous, previously we learned it vis-a-vis one brother, one Yavam. So you might have thought maybe in the case of one brother, Ultimately, again, we can do it because halacha there is no concern that perhaps that perhaps 
the brothers may end up doing yibam with the wrong wives or the wrong widows. But here maybe there should be a concern because of confusion. Or maybe you'll see over here that Allah in this case it's permitted. Why? Because there are two brothers. There are two brothers. And therefore it's clear one brother is marrying the woman who's not an Erevat to him. The other brother is not marrying a woman who's an Erevat to him. But in the case where there's not a second brother, maybe I should be concerned that if we allow them to get married, that people might think that Achos Zikukaso is Mutar, therefore Tzricha. Shabbat say so again. All the Gemara is saying over here is this case of two brothers is different than the previous stated case where there's only one surviving brother, even though they're stating the same principle. And what is the principle? When you have a case of sisters who fall into the Yibum pool, again, I will say sisters, but sisters married to two different men, right? Always the case. Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, fall into the Yibum pool. Under normal circumstances, we'll say, let's go through this now. Under normal circumstances, when those two, right? Levi, let's call it Levi, right? Oh, Levi and Yehuda. What's Talacha for Levi and Yehuda when those two sisters fall into the Yibum pool? In a general case, what's Talacha? Chalitza. Why? Yesh Zika, and therefore? Achos Zikukaso. That's it. Now the mission introduces, oh, but if one of those women is an erva, that's good news. That's good news. So let's say again, let's say Rachel is Levi's mother-in-law. Fantastic. Fantastic. Why? You understand what I mean, right? Fantastic. Why? Because Lamaisen now, what happens if Levi, if, right, if Rachel is Levi's mother-in-law, what happens now? She's out. She's out. If she's out, there's no Achos Zikukasu anymore. All the mission just did is just made an interesting case. Where imagine for a moment you've got two sisters, and imagine for a moment that Rachel is Levi's mother-in-law, and Leah is Yehuda's mother-in-law. Fantastic. Therefore, I both say what? So the halacha is each man could do yibum with the with the woman with the widow who's not his mother-in-law. Because essentially, what the erva does is it removes one woman from the pool for each of the brothers. So essentially, in the Yibam pool, there's only one woman for each brother, and therefore it's permitted. Good. Isra mitzvah. So we'll say again, the next statement of the Mishnah was as follows. That what happens if you have a woman who's an Isra mitzvah of Isra Kedusha? So we'll say, let's say these sisters who fall into the Yibam pool, one of them is an Isra mitzvah. We'll say, remember again, we've seen what is Isra mitzvah? Little Chazar was Isra mitzvah? Shneos. Right? Isr mitzvah, shnios, rabbinically prohibited. Isr kidusha is either like a mamzeres or a grusha for a kohen. So, what happens if any of these sisters is an Isr mitzvah or Isr kidusha? So, remember again, the Mishnah again said, cholatzes velo misyavemes. You do chalitza, not do yibum. The Gemara says, hanami tanina. We learned this already. We'll say, these are not new concepts. We learned this already. It goes quickly. Don't get, don't get scared by the size of the page, right? It's really, it's, it's, it's agarata. We learned this already. Actually, what we're going to see is this whole Gemara is, is this same discussion. We've actually learned all of these concepts already. I, we've learned already. So we'll say, if a woman is prohibited either because she's an Isra Dirabanan or ultimately again Allah. We'll say, remember again, how do we paskin? How do we paskin? We don't pass like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is the only opinion who holds that Kiddushin doesn't take effect in a scenario where there's a lav. We pass in Kiddushin takes effect with a lav. The only time Kiddushin doesn't take effect is when? When? Isrkaris. Isrkaris. But Lamaisa. So we'll say, therefore, again, because Kiddushin could take effect, therefore Chalitza is necessary. Chalitza. So where do you learn this? 
To which the Gemara says, Hasam Isra Mitzvah Lechuda Terabosei. In the previous case, we were just learning an Isra Mitzvah by itself. Here, it's a bit more complicated. Why? Because we will say, in this case, in our Mishnah, Hacha Isra Mitzvah Achosa. Ah, the Rebbe said the women in the Mishnah. Remember again, really have two issues, right? Number one, this woman is an Isra Mitzvah. So let's say she's a Shnia, right? She's a Rabbinic Erva, and also what? She's the sister of the other woman in the Yibum pool. So maybe I will say first why line is this is fascinating. Maybe what we do in this case is like this. Take her Isra Mitzvah, right? Her Isra Mitzvah status, transform it into an Isra Erva. Now both sides. What's the beauty of transforming Isra Mitzvah into an Isra Erva? What does that do? Removes her from the pool. And therefore, and therefore again let her do Yibum. Kamashmalan, we don't do that. How can you even think about that you can do Yibum? Since ultimately, again, that ultimately, technically, he could marry her, don't you get into a problem with Ahosikukaso? You won't have to do that because Mitzvah ultimately, because Mitzvah Yibum, maybe Chazal would suspend this. Ahosikukaso, Kamashmalan, no. So all the Gemara is saying is that even though we have already learned that a woman, a Yavama, who is Asr Midrabanan, on her Yavam, on the surviving brother, that she has to do Chalitza and can't do Yibum, we've already learned that case before. The Mishnah just restates it because this case has the additional layer that the woman in question is not only an Isra Mitzvah, but what else is she? Achosikukasa. She's also the wife of the other, she's also, sorry, she's also the sister of the other wife in the Yibum pool. Beautiful. Haisa Achas, man. So also, let's remember again. Sorry. This was the case in the Mishnah. Haisa Achas, man. Asura Alze Isra Erva. Right? So also, going back to the case we said before. This was the case where imagine for a moment, Rochel is an erva to Levi, and Leah is an erva to Yehuda. So each one is an erva to one of the other brothers. So remember again, in that case, in that case, each brother is permitted to do Yibum to the widow who's not his erva. Because remember again, erva removes you from the Yibum pool, therefore the other woman becomes eligible. Says the Gemara, Haisa Achazman, Hasulamali, Hainuhach. And I was ready to learn this. Mali lechad mali letre. They will say, we've already learned this principle. Tzricha, diashin hasemishum di igasheni demuchach. So we'll say, I would have thought as follows. It's necessary. Why? Because in this case, there's a second brother. Because there's a second brother, so the circumstances become a bit clearer that you're not marrying Achos Zikukaso. That each brother is clearly marrying the woman who's not, a, who's not an erva to him. But perhaps, again, when there's not a second brother, perhaps we should be concerned that it looks like you're marrying Achos Zikukaso. On the other hand, that Allah Chalamaisa. I might have thought just the opposite, that perhaps ultimately, again, the presence of two brothers is muchach, one on the other, but in the other case, not. Therefore, tzicha, we'll say it's the same pattern in the Gemara. All the Gemara just keeps on highlighting is a lot of the concepts brought up in this Mishnah we've already seen before, but the Mishnah just adds an, an additional layer of halachic uniqueness. Good. Zohi Sha'amru. So we'll say this is... So look, just keep the place. Right? The Mishnah said, Zohi Sha'amru, this is what we said, so we'll say this Mishnah ended with this statement. This is what we mean when we say, or this is what was this is what was stated before. That literally again, 
her sister, who's also her Yevama, does Chalitza or does Yibum. I'm sorry, Ochaletzes Omis Yavemes. Now, both say, now remember again, what the Mishnah is saying is something very interesting that there are cases of sisters who are co wives, of sisters who are. No, 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 wrong, wrong way to say it. There are cases of sisters who are Yevamos, right? Not co wives, right? That's our case over here. Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, right? Reuven and Shimon die. Now you have two sisters, they're not co-wives, two sisters ultimately who fall into the Yibum pool together. So both say, there are times where those women could do Yibum or Chalitza, and there are times when those women could only do Chalitza, working backwards. When can they only do Chalitza? When can they only do Chalitza? Well, in, in, in all the cases in the, in the Mishnah, which is the cases where you have the issue of Achos Zikukaso, when can they do Yibum also? When there's an erva, right? When there's an erva. When there's an erva, then ultimately, again, the presence of erva essentially removes one of them from the pool and allows yibum for the other. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Zohi, l'mi'udemai. We'll say in general, when initially used Lashon of Zohi, this is a case generally that comes to exclude something else. So what is it coming to exclude over here? Zohi, l'mi'udemai, l'mi'ude isra mitzvah l'zeh, v'isra mitzvah l'zeh. Very interesting, we'll say. What happens in the following case? Imagine for a moment, Rachel is an Isra Mitzvah, right? Is an Erva Durabanan to Levi. And Leah is an Erva Durabanan to Shnia, which is Isra Mitzvah to Yehuda. So I will say that in, in, order, in order to be pulled out of the Yibam pool, being a Shnia is not enough. Isra Mitzvah is not enough. It has to be an Isra Erva Daraisa. So ultimately, it's coming to exclude that case. So the Gemara says, So Hasulamali, Hainuhach, Malichad, Malichi. First of all, we learned this already. We learned this already. So we already spoke about this in the case of one surviving brother. Why do you have to bring it down over here in the case of two surviving brothers? What would you have thought? I might have thought about say that when do we not say that ultimately an Isra Mitzvah becomes an Isra Erva? That's when Allah Chalamaisa perhaps you should be concerned about the second brother. Or there is no concern regarding the second. I would say that Allah make an Isra Mitzvah, meaning an Isra Erva Drabanam, like an Isra Erva Daoraisa, remove the woman from the pool and allow the other brother to do Yibam with the remaining mother, or remaining mother, remaining, remaining wife. Kamash no. Kamash Malon said that Allah the only time an Isra Erva pulls a woman out of the Yibum pool is when? When? When it is an Isra Erva Da'araisa. But what we call an Isra Mitzvah, which is an Isra, which is an Erva Dirabanan that does not pull a woman out of the Yibum pool. Amrav Udomarav, Vechintana Vichia, Bekuabosis. Now we're going back to the first Mishnah. But remember again, the first mission of the Sakta, the 15 women, right? The 15 women we had. Chamesh Asrei Nashim Potros Tsarosein, the Tsaros Tsarosein Minachalitza, Ominayibum Ad Sof Kol Olam. There are 15 women of Osai who ultimately themselves are Potter from Yibum and from Chalitza, and ultimately again Potter their co wives. And remember, we had the case of co wives, co wife as well. From Yibam and Chalitza. So Bose, let's go back to this in just a moment. Says the Gimara. Amrav Yudumara Bhintana Bikhiya Bikulon Anikori Bahen. In all of these cases I say about them, or back back to these fifteen women, 
Ha'asur lazeh, muteres lazeh. Right, Rabbi said that, remember again, the 15 women in the Mishnah were specific erva relationships. Right, so remember again, so ultimately, Rabbi said, you could have a situation where there are multiple surviving brothers, but Allah Chalamaisa, what? The women in question may only be an Isra erva to one. So remember again, if you're an Isra erva to one brother, the only brother you're prohibited to is whom? The brother to whom you are an Isra erva. But the other brothers, the other brothers, ultimately, again, you're not prohibited to. What about the case, ultimately, again, of two sisters who are in the same Yibam pool? That's our Mishnah over here. Or Because remember again, what does this refer to? In a case where in the Yibam pool, the two sisters, Rachel and Leah, right? Two sisters from two different husbands. When those two sisters come into the same Yibam pool and one of them is in Erevan, then what? One of them is pulled out and therefore the surviving brother has the right to either do Chalitza or Yibam with the remaining sister. Rabbi Huda said that this principle only applies to the case of mother-in-law and on. But the first six women, we actually had this Gemara before. But the first six women, lo, my time, well, what's the reason why it doesn't apply to them? Ultimately, the case of his daughter, which was the case of Osei, a daughter that comes from an act of a man who violated a woman, that is a case of violation, not a case of marriage, that's not included in Italian. Abai included even the case of daughter who came from the case of violation. Why? You can have the case of Bito, both from the case of violation as well as from the case ultimately of marriage. We don't include in this principle the case of a brother who was not alive at, at the same time as the now deceased brother. Remember again, we actually had this, we, we already learned this Gemara. Ultimately, since the case, ultimately of the brother who was not alive at the same time as his deceased brother, is subject to Machlokas, ultimately again, we don't include that in the tally. Rav Safra includes even the case of the brother who wasn't alive at the same time as his now deceased brother. We'll say this could come up in an interesting case, which we're not really going to get too into, but the case of six brothers, six brothers. And I will say, watch this case of six brothers. Ultimately, again, the case of six brothers goes according to Rav Shimon. And the way to remember this is, Meis Nolot V'yavam, Meis Nolot V'yavam. I will say that's the order over here. Ultimately, again, brother died, another brother was born, then Yibum occurs. Ultimately, again, brother dies, another brother is born, then Yibum occurs. So I will say here is the case. Ruvain V'shimon Nisuin Shteachayos. Ruvain and Shimon are married ultimately to two sisters. Levi V'yehuda Nisuin Shteachayos. Levi and Yehuda are married to two other women, unrelated women. Mace will say, watch this. Mace Ruvain, no lad Yisachar. So Ruvain dies, and ultimately Yisachar is born. And then after Yisachar is born, Viyabam Levi. Then Levi does Yibam with Ruvain's wife. Mace Shimon, then Shimon dies. No lad Zvulun. Zvulun is born after that. But remember again, Yisachar was already alive at the time that Shimon, that, that Levi died. No lad Zvulun, Viyabim Yehuda. And now ultimately again, Yehuda did Yibam with Shimon's widow. Now I will say what happens. Levi and Yehuda die without sons. 
And now their wives ultimately come before Yisachar and Zvulun. Yisachar who was born after Reuven died, and Zvulun who was born after Shimon died. Ultimately, I will say, so again, it's actually not a complicated case. But the wife who is prohibited ultimately again to Yisachar is permitted to Zvulun, and the wife who is prohibited to Zvulun ultimately is permitted to Yisachar. To which the Gemara says, Lamali, so the Gemara says, Lamali Yebem Yehuda below, sorry, Lamali Yebem Yehuda below Yebem, so I'm sorry, Lamali Yebem Yehuda, why do you the case ultimately Yehuda did Yebem? Below Yebem Yehuda, not Mishkat Mishkatlaslaw, the case works even if Yehuda never did Yebem, Mishum Tzara. Ultimately, says the Gemara, Hatrinach Tzara, that works fine ultimately in the case of a co wife. Tzara did Tzara, my ikala Neymar. But what about to say the case of the co wife's co wife? How does that come up in this case? We'll say ultimately again, it could come up in a case. If you look at Rashi, actually, we're going to leave Rashi for now. Right? Allah to come up in a case ultimately again where God va'asher, additional brothers come into the case over here. Ultimately, the demon was well. So we'll say so again. All, all of that, all of that is just an illustration of how you could have a case of Ashes Achiv Shalohaya. I'm sorry, or Achiv Shalohaya Ba'olamo. Ultimately, again, how you could have a case of non-concurrent brothers that would not be subject to machlokas. That's the case of Shisha Achim. We're actually going to get into that case in Yeretz Hashem a little bit in the days ahead as well. I will say, the goal over here in this sugya is in Yeretz Hashem just to remember the takeaways that we get from each of the particular yisoga. So I will say, I just want to point out the entire sugya we did kind of up until that last of case, last case of Shisha Achim, that case I didn't do justice to, but we're going to see that case. That case is going to be its own sugya. Halach Lanais was really just the Gemara going through the Mishnah, taking apart our Mishnah line by line, and trying to figure out why Halach Lanaisa do we need to restate the cases in the Mishnah. Because we'll say, if you think about it, all the Gemara was saying was like this. The cases in the Mishnah are all principles we've seen before. Was there an our Mishnah in the previous iterations of the case? Our Mishnah deals with two brothers, right? Two surviving brothers. The previous Mishnahs were dealing with what? Dealing with what? One brother. So why do you have to restate the same principle dealing with multiple brothers? Halacha, the Ma'as, just because they add in an additional layer of complexity. Let me start the Mishnah. Mishnah. Shlosha Achin. Shnai Mehen Nesun Shtei Here we go. Here we go. We're not finished. I know you thought the even cases were over. We're not finished. Three brothers. Two of whom are married to two sisters. Isha Obita. So I'll say, so now we're just varying it up a little bit. And you're going to see it becomes quite fascinating now. So listen to this. You have three brothers, two of whom, Reuven and Shimon, ultimately are married to two sisters. Or for that matter, again, Reuven and Shimon are married, Isha Obita, to a mother and a daughter. O Isha Obasbita, or to a mother and a granddaughter. I will say, again, not same man, right? So again, this is the same thing. Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Reuven and Shimon are either married to two sisters, or for that matter, again, two sisters, or a woman and her daughter, or a woman and her granddaughter, or a woman, Ubaspina, again, her daughter's daughter, or a woman and her son's daughter. What's Talacha? And I will say, what happens? Reuven and Shimon die. And now again, the two wives fall into the pool for, for Levi. Most ultimately, again, the Zumindu Chalitza and not Yib. I will say, we'll stop over here. We'll pick up Emirat Hashem. I will say, again, same principles we've learned. We're just going to apply them to different cases. Emirat Hashem to be continuing tomorrow. Shkoyach.
<laughs> it's probably true. Thank you. Looking forward to the review. <laughs>